Okay, hello, and welcome to Platicas with Your Hermana, the show where we dive into a wide range of topics with Mujeres Poderosas. I'm your host, HAU, the UCLA's historian, for the 2021 to 2022 academic year, Marisol Hasso. Uh, today, we'll discuss the ins and outs of navigating UCLA as a first-gen Latina and offer guidance on this topic. Keep in mind, this is coming from our perspectives and to take much of our guidance with a grain of salt. So I'm happy today we have some guests here, um, Brenda Martinez-Montaña, one of our co-chairs, and Alyssa Rocha, one of our student advisors. Hi, Brenda and Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, can you please introduce yourself a bit for our audience today? Okay. Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Brenda Martinez-Montaño. My um, preferred pronouns are she, her, and ella. I am proudly from South Central Los Angeles. Um, just turned 20 this year. Um, I'm entering my third year at UCLA. Um, my current majors are, I'm hoping to double major in sociology and education. Um, and I think one thing that I feel like is crucial to know about me is that I am a cancer. So just a huge <laughs> shout out to all my water babies because I swear this podcast, if I get emotional um, or you might not see it, I might tear up, but just as like some insider about me. But yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name's Alyssa, pronouns she, her, Aya. Um, I'm from the Coachella Valley and I'm a fourth year at UCLA. So this is my last and final year, tears. Um, I'm double majoring <laughs> in sociology and education as well as double minoring in labor studies and Chicanx and Central American studies. Um, so yes, I'm studying a lot, uh, but it's doable, y'all. If y'all want to do it too, it, you can do it. Um, but yeah, that's just a little bit about me. And I'm excited to be here today. <laughs> Yay, thank you guys for being here. We stand queens. <laughs> but um, so before we get started into like diving into um, the podcast and our topics, we're going to take a little icebreaker just so y'all can get like to know Alyssa and Brenda a little more. So the first question I would like for y'all to answer is, what, were your, what was your first impression of Hermanas and why did you decide to join? And the second question, a little more fun question, but if you saw the paletero outside right now, I know it's kind of gloomy out, but what would you buy? What would be the first thing like that you would go run over there for? <laughs> so yeah, whoever wants to start off first. Um, so I can go ahead and get us started. And my first impression of Hermanas, um, to be completely honest, was I am never coming back because I felt like there was so many people there that I wouldn't feel that like community there. Um, I just felt really intimidated being surrounded by everyone. And it seemed like everyone like knew each other already. So I was like, how am I even going to fit in? Like everyone has their circle. Um, yeah. Everyone knows each other. I'm a complete stranger. Like I don't belong here. Um, so I, I felt like that was just my first impression, but I decided to join because literally right after that first meeting, steering members came up to me and was like, are you going to go to study hours? Um, like, I remembered like your name because I knew that you were the same major as me. Um, and that just like made me feel so warm inside because it's like someone actually remembered me. Um, like they didn't have to do that. They put in that effort to go ahead and talk to me afterwards. Um, and it gave me that like, sense of oh, I belong here like I I'm actually noticed like it's so easy to feel like an ant um in this big school and just in general and even a classroom um so for someone to notice my little ant self like it just felt so reassuring um so that's why I decided to join because it was the first space where I felt like I belonged um and I just feel so grateful that it continues to make me feel like that thank you thank you 
Yeah, similar to Brenda, I think it was definitely intimidating just seeing how many people were like already, you know, in their little groups or like just friends in general. Um, but I think I took my best friend with me. Like we were both at meetings. Um, but it was still like, you know, somewhat intimidating because we didn't know anyone. Like it was just kind of us two. Um, but I decided to like stick it through. Um and honestly, what like kind of did it for me, I attended a GB retreat that same quarter, the quarter after, and that did it for me. Like I was hooked, like just being able to bond <laughs> with everyone during GB retreat and really get to know everyone on a more personal level. Like it was so amazing. And like right after retreat, it's like I had so many friends after that. Like it was it was just, you know, it did it for me. I don't know. It was just something special. Um, and ever since then, like, I've learned to just love every single aspect of Hermanas. And, you know, I'm happy to be on the other end now, you know, giving back um, because I remember how it made me feel. So I'm excited to, you know, continue to give back and hopefully make new members find their home away from home the way I did. Um, and then in terms of the paletero, if I saw him outside <laughs> right now, honestly, I would always get like those cookie sandwiches. I'm sorry, mm. but I love cookie sandwiches. Those are so <laughs> good. Like that is my go-to ice cream. Like, <laughs> yes, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Um, and for me, I guess what I would go to, um, it's just my childhood favorite, Paleta Crunch. Honestly, the only reason why I got the Paleta was because it's the only one I could pronounce. Because um, Neapolitan <laughs> as a kid, how am I going to say that? Um, but like, I just remember that like where my parents and I used to live when it was just me um, in our apartment, we were so close to like the ground level that like we'd always see the Paletero. And I kid you not, he'd ring it extra loud when he got in front of my window because, you know, he knew his paying customers were there. Um, so I would always get like my Paleta crunch and I just feel like it's such a great reminder of my childhood and it's so crazy to think that both of y'all like had the same experience in the beginning of Hermanas because like that's kind of how I felt too so I wonder if like anybody else has felt like that too so it's just cool like hearing your experiences and then now how you feel towards Hermanas and in terms of the paletero um I'm just I'm going home this weekend and I'm so excited to see a paletero because in Westwood there's no paleteros here <laughs> so I'm excited to go back home and like do that so thank y'all for answering those questions um and before we dive into more of the like heavy topics of the podcast um i'll give y'all some time uh to give us like a little rundown of your position in hermanas and maybe like give the audience like a sneak peek into your events for fall and personally what you want hermanas to look forward to um this year okay so i can get started again so um as you mentioned this year um and so i as co-chair i basically just provide support um along with my co-joanna who is freaking amazing uh, I provide support like throughout all of our steering like members um so just kind of helping them grow into their leadership positions because we can see the amazing potential that they have um but also going ahead and fostering that like community and that home away from home for our general body members um so we just hope that like this year we can like do our best to recreate that same like environment that was created for us like the reason why we stay like we want to do that for everyone else that decides to come here um and so in terms of like a sneak peek into the events that we'll be having just in general i'm so excited for in-person meetings or anything in-person related like i want to hug hermanas i miss doing that <laughs> um running up to them after not seeing them for weeks or after we had like little moments of bonding and then you see them all 
it's just honestly an unbeatable feeling um and so in terms of just like events itself gb retreat like oh my gosh i I mean the last time I went to GB retreat I was the one on the receiving end and now I'm the one like planning it so it's just really crazy how it's gone full circle and like I'm going to cry but um, <laughs> yeah like it's it's just such an emotional and amazing like memory of being at UCLA and being in Hermanas Yes and um as for myself so I am one of the student advisors this year along with my co-Karen um and as an advisor um what we do is we mainly you know provide guidance and mentorships to our members as well as plan like events for our rookies so we do work closely with our rookies um if you don't know what you are you are a rookie um so yeah we just basically you know want to be able to provide that welcoming environment and safe environment for all of our members and just kind of you know show them all about like what Edmanas is and like what it is that we do um and some events that we host are usually like rookie times and what i'm most excited for is like big and little review i have always loved big and little review um you know the familias within HAU hold such a like special place in my heart um and it's always been my dream to you know hold this position like this is literally my dream position so like being able to actually put all these events together that i've seen like my own advisors and like advisors after that do um it's such a for me um we also host um Dia de la Familia, it hasn't been hosted in years, y'all, because there was always weather like reasons or like restrictions or, you know, the pandemic happened. So it's really like gotten and my goal to actually be able to host that this year. So um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be able to have Dia de la Familia where like our own like personal families like come and get to see what HEU is all about um, and see like, you know, where their their daughters are um like what they spend their most time doing here you know like who they spend their time with um so yeah those are just some of the events that i'm really looking forward to this year um yeah yeah and i'm so excited for both of Alyssa's and Brenda's events because as i mentioned last time i am a transfer student so last year was my first year at UCLA but everything was online so i'm super excited to experience those in person events um so yeah thank y'all for sharing Um, so now we're going to transition into talking about our experiences as first-gen Latinas going to college and attending higher education in general. Um, so yeah, we can just go around and, and um, tell any emotions or experiences or expectations maybe we had um, going into college. I can start off first since Alyssa and Brenda have been talking a lot. But something I experienced is like leaving family to go to college. Um, can be kind of traumatic. <laughs> um, I will, I always said, yeah, I can't wait till I get out of like my house and stuff. But in reality, it's kind of scary because you're like, am I going to succeed? Um, you're kind of leaving like that strong family network or like community like at home, um, which kind of like I'm feeling that right now since like the first time I'm moving out. Um, and I remember I told my family, I'm not going to go back until Thanksgiving. And then now it's barely week two and I'm already going home. So, <laughs> so I feel like that's something for me. Um, and then something else is like just kind of being intimidated by like students here because especially like going to a school like at UCLA, um, it can be scary. I know last year since it was all on Zoom for me, I could easily just turn off my camera or mute myself. But when you're in person, it's like way different. You know, you can't just turn off your camera, turn off your um, and mute your mic. So. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm intimidated by that or like feel like I don't have the value to like be contributing in like discussions and stuff so 
yeah, I feel like that's my take or my experience with um, being like first gen going to college. Um, yeah, so Alyssa, you want to go next? Yeah, I can go first. Um, so me personally, been intimidated like in classes like I have always had just this anxiety where I would never feel you know smart enough or just like the things that I would say just would sound dumb um but I think I've learned to realize that like everyone is kind of always on the same page like whether we're lost or you know we all kind of have the same thoughts because oftentimes I feel like students would say exactly what it is that I was thinking in my head you know Mm -hmm. and I think I've learned like I've learned that along the way and it's definitely made me more confident in my classes along the years it definitely took some time like I think as a third year I was finally like feeling more comfortable participating in classes um but you know I that's just the way like I've always kind of felt like I just never felt like I was you know, it's that imposter syndrome, you know, that we'll mm-hmm. kind of dive into in a little bit. But like, it's that yeah. imposter syndrome where I just didn't feel like, like, yes, I excelled like in high school. But at the end of the day, like my high school, you know, wasn't the most privileged high school in the world. Like I didn't mm-hmm. have those resources. Like, so it was definitely intimidating. Um, I think another thing was definitely like culture shock. Um, I, you know, can't come from a community where it's mainly Latinx families um and so that's all i grew up around um so that's all i knew um so you know coming to use uh, such a big school like ucla and like not really seeing that many latinx faces or like just seeing so many different cultures was both it was like interesting you know it was interesting and like kind of just an eye-opener um because i feel like i also quickly realized like not everyone grew up like the way I did like not everyone had those manners or things like that like you just learn real quick like that people are not like you or we're not raised like you um so that was something really interesting like to learn and kind of adapt to um but yeah that's that's my take or my experience on that um and as for me I think that the first word that comes up like comes to mind when I think about my current experience is just guilt um I am like the firstborn in my family and I mean I'm a woman so you already know the traditional kind of um ideas held within like Hispanic households I technically was the second mother to all of my younger siblings um so leaving them behind felt like leaving behind my children um more than anything I feel guilt because I knew that like I wasn't there to support my mom as much and she would constantly tell me like you're my rock like I depend on you so much without you I don't know what I do and now that I can't be there like physically anymore it just like it physically hurts at times because it's Mm -hmm. like damn like is like being at school enough um like am i doing the right thing by being here or should i have just stayed home and like kind of helped my mom and like helping my other siblings succeed um but i mean i've as the years have gone by like i just want to like emphasize how my third year it feels like i'm finally getting into this groove where i'm reassuring myself um because unfortunately i heavily depend on like the validation of others um more my parents um but kind of getting that support from them them constantly reassuring me that like no like you have to go to school like your education matters um and I feel just I just want to say that I know that I'm fortunate in having parents who have like more of these like progressive ideas I guess in thinking that like um like in thinking that needing to go to school and like, getting education is important um because I know that there are people out there who unfortunately don't have that um so 
I am slowly overcoming this guilt. Not gonna lie, it still comes back every once in a while. Um, but it's just more of like a matter of learning these like kind of tools to help me combat that so that I don't let that like voice like be louder than everything else. Like be louder than like my like just my 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 strength more than anything. Like I know I have so much going for me. Um, and I don't want to deprive myself of that either because yeah, it's important for me to support others, but it's important for me to support myself too. Like I should yeah. go ahead and follow my dreams and everything. Um so first I want to say that yeah, so Matter Love, I think guilt was kind of like what I felt. Um, mm -hmm. But the next thing is like, I like heavily want to touch on that, like imposter syndrome that Alyssa mentioned, but also that intimidation and being like mm -hmm. surrounded by students who, you know, have had access to like better resources. Um, yeah. And not just that, but also like it's it's so easy to doubt yourself. Um, you see these people talking with this academic jargon and it's like. <laughs> like please can you slow down like can you just like water it down for me i constantly mm -hmm. feel like the dumb one um and yeah like it's it's been hard um it's mm -hmm. a little rough but i mean it's not an impossible like journey um yeah. it's just really really important to like surround yourself with um support and i know we'll discuss yeah. more about that later so i'm just leave it mm -hmm. at that <laughs> I always love hearing Brenda talk because she inspires me every single day of the <laughs> every single time of the day. Um, it's just like a joke we always have. Um, but I I like how we all can kind of talk about this and really like I we're on Zoom right now, so we're looking at each other's faces and we keep on nodding whenever we say something because I feel like as Latinas, um, we experience a lot of the same things um, going like to school. But something that I like is I feel like all of us have like a good family support system and like they want to see us succeed and they want us to do better and they encourage us to go to school because um, they didn't do that. So um, so all the hermanas are listening to this. Um, I'm so excited that y'all UCLA and that y'all are in hermanas because um, you're going to find a community here and especially um, in higher education that's like what you need um so yeah um so we're gonna continue thank you both for sharing um your experiences i know it could be kind of emotional um so now we're gonna go into more of like um campus resources that really helped us like transition um into college here at ucla um so i know brenda Lisa, and i have a couple on here um that we're gonna talk about so we can kind of just go around and just briefly talk about like an org that on campus that has helped you transition into college here. I know yesterday uh, we had an event where um, we collabed with LTA and uh, they had a presentation on campus orgs. So um, if y'all were not able to make it, um, we're gonna mention some here. So I can start off um, since for my transfers out there, um, there's an org on campus called the Transfer Student Center, and they're committed to um, surviving a diverse population of transfer students at UCLA. Um, and they offer transfer support and tools when transitioning into university. And they offer systems like financial resources, counselors, mentorship programs, scholarships, and workshops. Um, it's mostly basically a place where transfers can have a safe space. And personally, I've been part of the mentorship program, which was like really awesome because obviously with like COVID, everything was online. So I feel like I just needed a mentor here that was also a transfer. And they opened my eyes to like a lot of cool things and um, basically feeling like I was at UCLA, even though I wasn't because I was back at home. And if y'all want to contact them or maybe see like 
their um what else they offer their instagram is at ucla transfer so very easy um you could easily search it up on instagram and then look more into them um does somebody want to go next and share one of their orgs that they wanted to um shout out to hermanos um yeah i could go ahead and go next um i want to just give a shout out or promote more than anything um aap so the academic advancement program um or yeah academic advancement program but basically like it's one that a lot of students already know about um so if you know about it um just make sure to go ahead and continue taking advantage of the resources but basically uh it's like a multiracial program which provides guidance resources and support um for students who have been historically underrepresented in higher ed um it provides programs such as like peer mentoring tutoring and like a lot of other kind of resources out there they can help give like scholarship guidance um and whatnot but i feel like finding this program finding something that's like official such as aap really helped me in navigating a lot like so before i decided to be in the humanities i was a stem major and just shout out to plfs because y'all literally let me get through like so many of my courses um so just basically like AAP provides a whole bunch of resources um at times it's just a matter of like kind of going up there and asking and it can be intimidating but just know that i i mean entering into Campbell and like being surrounded by all those students like i swear all i saw were like bipoc students um mm-hmm. or a majority of them being there and it felt like being in a community um so yeah like AAP for sure hands down one of like the greatest resources that i can think of mm-hmm. And as for myself, um I think one resource that I learned to kind of use early on was the Career Center. Um so for those of you who don't know, like the Career Center offers so many resources for us, and I feel like a lot of us don't tend to take advantage of it. Um and like we should because you know those are free resources for us that we're probably going to wish that we used like once we graduate. So if y'all are listening to this and you're like a first or second year or any year honestly like take advantage of the career center. Um they do so many things like they host job fairs, they help us with like profession they host professionalism workshops. They can assist you with resume, um just like improving your resume, your cover letter. They even offer like mock interviews. Um and as we know, like per the professional world can be so scary and intimidating. So the career center is literally trying to make it easier for us, you know. I think literally the summer I was here for FSP, um that's like the first resource I used because I had like I did not have a resume at all and like I was looking for a job so um I went and I like kind of created my own resume and they helped me so much with it in terms of improving it um so if it wasn't for them like I wouldn't have known how to even you know format a resume like my format was off like everything was off <laughs> the resume I took them so they literally did like a 360 on my resume um so like I can't thank them enough for that um but overall like they just help you with career exploration and I think it's just so amazing like the work that they do um because although like I feel like some of the stuff can be redundant it's like some or like repetitive or anything like that um you know every it's a lot of us like first gen students of color have never experienced or learned about these things um so i yeah i just want to give a shout out to the career center for that 
Um, <laughs> there is like one other resource that I wanted to mention um, aside mm-hmm. from academic support. So the CPO food closet, like being on campus and not having access to food or having just that food insecurity is real. Um, and at times we don't even know that it happens to us. Um, and maybe at times we don't even want to admit it to ourselves. Um, so just wanting to plug in the CPO food closet, it is located within, um, SAC. So if you have any more questions about like kind of where to find it, just feel free to reach out or honestly just Googling like UCLA CPO food closet. Um, it provides you like free food for any UCLA student. Um, and so just don't be afraid to show up and go into it. You low-key might find me in there one day. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll see if we run into each other, but yeah. I'm like, y'all, they even offer free printing. Like free printing is rare on campus. CPO is also just a clutch like program in general too. Like they do so much for underrepresented um, students on campus. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the food closet. A lot of the times their events, they'll give out free food, like hot meals too, Mm -hmm. like good meals. Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I can't even, my (laughs) mouth is, you know. Um, But yeah, yeah, CPO is literally so amazing. Um, They're located in the Student Activity Center. They even have a test bank. So like there's like previous classes where people like give their exams um, and people use them like as study guides. Um, So yeah, definitely shout out to Brenda for like bringing up CPO. Um, They're amazing. You also check them out too. Amazing. I know. And I feel like Brenda and Alyssa have more to say because they've actually experienced like on campus life. So y'all got to listen to them because they know what they're doing. (laughs) They've been through it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I just wanted to shout out one more. I personally have not used this, but every time I talk to someone, I feel like they have. Um, it's, and it's the undocumented student program within the UCLA Bruin Resource Center. Um, so they have a lot of caring and personalized services and resources that help students reach their highest potential. They offer safe spaces, study spaces, legal services, scholarships, and host many other events. Um, so like I mentioned before, I've heard like really good things about this. Um, this organization and not only do they provide students with immigration legal services but their family as well so i feel like that's always something that like people emphasize when i talk to someone about this and their instagram is at undocu bruins i don't know if like Alyssa or brenda have anything else to say about this or, min- or any other organizations um nothing okay cool <laughs> so yeah um so those are all the organizations that we wanted to like shout out um, and now we're going to transition to kind of into like our last topic, which is um, how we deal with imposter syndrome. I know Alyssa mentioned this and Brenda a little bit as well. So imposter syndrome is when you doubt your abilities and feel like a fraud. Um, it makes an individual feel like their success and achievement are not legitimate or rightfully earned. Um, this creates a lot of negative self-talk, anxiety, a lack of self-confidence and feeling like you don't belong. I know all three of us have gone through this, as we mentioned before, so we can talk a little bit more about our experiences and how to overcome it. So um, does anybody want to start off first? I can go ahead and start off first. Um, I literally remember the exact moment where I realized that like I was hella experiencing imposter syndrome. Um, I don't feel like I experienced it that much my first year. I feel like my second year... I definitely did like once I started going into like my upper div classes and stuff like that um and I remember like one of the upper div classes I took I feel like I was giving it my all y'all like literally like I felt like I was on top of everything and y'all know how hard it is to be on top of everything like Mm -hmm. at a college such like at UCLA you know um and I just my grades were not reflecting that like everything just wasn't 
I was also, I'm going to be very transparent. Like I was going through it um, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, you know, it wasn't a quarter for me. I was suffering a lot um, mentally and just academically. Um, and I think it was the part that like, I just honestly didn't know how to advocate for myself. I didn't know how mm-hmm. to fight for myself. Um, and I think being a first gen like student of color, like it's important, like so important to know how to advocate for yourself. Um, I really didn't know like how to approach a professor TA during office hours. I didn't know how to properly utilize the resources that are being offered to me on campus. And I think that was such a turning point for me. Like that quarter was such a turning point for me because I learned. I learned at the end of the day, like how to advocate for myself. And I think it was so important for me to experience that. You know, although these experiences can be so hard and um, traumatizing in the moment um, it really brings a lot of growth and like learning to it too like it's such a great learning opportunity I feel like if I didn't have that experience like I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have known how to navigate like being a college student um, after that or like beyond that um, so I think yeah that was like my very first experience where like I was like damn this is imposter syndrome huh I'm like why am I here like what am I doing here but then I just like I mentioned like I just learned how to advocate for myself and I think that was just my turning point at like my career here like my undergrad career here at UCLA yeah and as for me um I can also just vividly remember like it feels like a scene out of a movie the moment that I I didn't know it was imposter syndrome, but it was heavy imposter syndrome my first quarter Mm -hmm. here. Um, And I remember walking out of my discussion and just being like, oh my God, I need to leave. Like, I don't belong here. I have to drop Mm -hmm. out. Um, So the first thing I did was when I got back to my dorm, I called my mom and I was like breaking down to her. I'm like, ma, like I was apologizing because I felt like such a failure. I'm like, I didn't even Mm -hmm. stay here that long and I already want to give up. I'm like, ma, like Mm -hmm. I'm such a disappointment. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't belong here. Everyone here is genuinely way too smart for me. Like, I I can't contribute anything. Like, I feel useless. so imposter syndrome is ugly like i feel like at times we throw around the words so like easily that we forget how like hard and ugly it really is um and so when i called my mom and i just told her all of that i think that what really helped out was like just her unconditional support of like if you want to drop out you can drop out like you do what you think is best um but she continued to give me that support but i really just appreciated how she said like just give it one more shot like just give it one more shot and like that's Mm -hmm. it like stay just one more week and we'll see how it goes um Mm -hmm. and I was fortunate enough that like that one week that I went was like the week that I met hermanas that like told me about Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome um and they allowed for me to be vulnerable with them um it doesn't mean that like afterwards it kind of went away like it took a lot of work like Mm -hmm. to this day I still feel it um but luckily like I've learned to kind of learn I've learned to pick up on what the signs are of like imposter syndrome Mm kind of hitting me and I can feel like I can stop it at earlier times than before where I'd let it literally like derail me like I felt like I was on top of things like Alyssa like my grades just never reflected Mm -hmm. it um like I felt so confident I was putting in that extra work like I was giving my 110 yet it didn't feel like it they felt like I was intentionally failing um or that I didn't care anymore and it's just so heartbreaking because it's like you give it your all yet you don't receive what you're giving um and so just that's what it, it hurts it really does it's so heartbreaking um but just knowing that this imposter syndrome 
it's within your head like i heavily want to emphasize that like it's all in your head and unfortunately the only person who can really help us come like combat that ugly feeling is ourselves like we got to learn that we have to give ourselves that validation or give ourselves that reassurance like I think one thing that I it was hard to kind of swallow was yeah people here are way smarter than me but that doesn't mean that I don't belong here like mm-hmm. effort my presence is like just as validated as theirs sure they came here with more knowledge and more resources that just means I got to work a little harder but that doesn't mean that I don't belong here like mm-hmm. I am here I am accepted um and honestly like I would always like say that the reason why I got in here was because I need to fulfill a quota but effort if I am a quota I'm going to be a quota that graduates with that degree um <laughs> period <laughs> I'm like no ma'am but okay but go on yeah it's it's amazing hearing y'all like speak on it um since I went to community college right after like high school um like community college is so diverse you see like everybody of everybody right you see like parents you see high schoolers you see people my age you know so i always felt like i had like a community there and then when i got into ucla i was a little scared i was like mm, do i deserve to be there like are we sure y'all let in the right person <laughs> and my first career was kind of rough like it was online so like i was transitioning to a university online which was very crazy and I honestly thought I could not do it. I was like, what are discussion sections? Like, you mean I have a lecture and a discussion? Like, community college wasn't like that. So, yeah, I I went through it my first quarter and like kind of like similar to Brenda. I think I tell mom like I don't know if I can do it. Like, I should just go to a Cal State. Like, I don't think it UCs for me, especially like UCLA. And I know Brenda you said your mom is like it's okay if you want to drop out. No, my mom told me, "No, you're staying there and you're going to get through it. I don't know how, but you're doing it." and um and also like random like i feel like since you're the oldest you were like the one everyone's looking up to right since i have two older siblings um my oldest brother didn't go to college but my sister did so like seeing that she graduated i was like okay i can do this too you know like i have to do it she did it like i can do this so and also finding like community um at school is like just the best thing cuz that's you know people around you like love you they're encouraging you to like do better um so yeah i guess that's like my take on it um i know Alyssa and Brenda are a lot more deep but um we're here for them to like highlight themselves um so yeah so i'm glad we talked about that a little bit um so now we just kind of want to give y'all like some advice on how to like combat like um imposter syndrome so some things that i like help me are like positive affirmations so like how Lisa and Brenda were saying saying like i belong here i worked hard to get where i am i'm doing my best um something else is like seeking opportunities and saying yes to them so i feel like a lot of times if you get an opportunity you're like oh they just gave it to me because of this or this but it's like no don't say that like you got the opportunity because you deserved it um and and the last thing that helps me is like making sure that i don't have to be perfect all the time because you are human and you know life <laughs> happens and then lastly like being kind to yourself and i put equal self care because literally self care is like ooh that's the best <laughs> and um it really help you in like dirt like school and just in life in general so um brenda or lisa do you want to go next Yeah, I can start off first. Um I also mm-hmm. want to heavily emphasize the being kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um I think oftentimes like 
we are so invested into our studies that we forget to take care of ourselves you know and <laughs> essentially like that's the most important part like taking care of ourselves because if we're not all mentally there like a hundred percent or i mean maybe not a hundred percent but you know mostly there um then <laughs> it just it's hard to you know be really invested and like do the most that you can with your studies you know you want to at least be able to set some time aside to really take care of yourself and do things that you enjoy that make you happy um I think that's something that I had to learn the hard way um because I feel like I was always like this 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 you know on the go and I feel like I still am but I've also learned to really prioritize myself first um so please prioritize yourself and your mental well-being like it's the most important thing in the world um I also want to talk about like like Marisol mentioned like finding community earlier um you know you want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with just people who bring light into your life and you know that people that are going through similar situations as you um because honestly it really does take a village like joining HAU um really has shaped my undergrad like career my undergrad experience because if I didn't find so many like Latinx women who are going through the same thing as me like I don't think I would have been able to survive like just being able to study together cry together vent together like literally everything together like it's made so much of a difference being here at UCLA I don't know what my experience here would have been like without it um and like I just want to give a shout out to whoever's listening to this because like y'all are most likely a reason as to why I'm the person I am today like hermanas has literally shaped me into who I am today like there's been just so much growth and so much love um and I really appreciate that um and lastly like what I want to talk about is honestly just trying your best to put yourself out there like I know it's easier said than done but you know we all have to take risks and chances every so often because if we don't do that if we don't get uncomfortable then you know we're never going to move forward we're never going to grow um so like i mentioned earlier although these experiences can be traumatic and like really disheartening like at the end of the day they do help us grow um and you know you never know the let like in terms of like seeking opportunities and like saying yes to them or just attempting to like apply to them like the worst they can say is like no you know so just try your best to put yourself out there um take care of yourself find community like y'all like those are so important like i feel like those are the biggest lessons some of the biggest lessons that i've learned here during my time um yeah but yeah so yeah so for me um i think one of the most helpful tools um was also one of the hardest pills to swallow um which was acknowledging my emotions you know i was just so afraid of acknowledging the negative self-talk that i kept pushing it to the side but honestly there's just there's just so much that you can keep pushing to the side um that you can keep ignoring before you have to deal with it and that was not fun uh it like but by helping like to acknowledge my emotions I just learned what mm -hmm. signs were that led to this feeling of like imposter syndrome or anxiety or any negative emotion so that I could stop it earlier the next time um also it felt like a, a, a way to honor myself to respect myself it felt like a form of self-care acknowledging my emotions um because it's like 
I validated the fact that I was feeling this negative stuff, just like all that good, happy stuff, like comes those bad moments. Um, so it's a matter of like making sure that you also make space for you to go ahead and like process it, but also let yourself kind of know what it feels like. So the next time around that it happens, you know how to treat yourself better. Um, how you mentioned, you know, being kind to yourself. If you don't learn how to kind of work through those negative emotions, you're going to constantly be punishing yourself by putting it to the side, by ignoring it. Um, so that's just one way, you know, acknowledging my emotions. Um, and I'm a very emotional personal person. So like all the time <laughs> I'm acknowledging something. Um, <laughs> but the next thing that like really helped me was just going to the strongest person that I know, which is my mom. Like I... I'm just such I feel like such a baby whenever I gained my independence so I would constantly go to my parents um, but more than anything my mom so just when that imposter syndrome came over me or any other emotion like I went to people as well who could ground me um, within seconds and just remind me that I am stronger than the thoughts in my head um, so more than anything just going to the people who provide you with that reassurance when you need it the most like mm -hmm. if you know that you're lacking that love go to where you know you have it like kind of filling up go to your friends um whoever you feel like shows you that love it, it's just it's it feels like the best kind of medicine at that time y'all better listen to brendan Alyssa's advice because i feel like they're <laughs> like the two people who like inspire me every single day <laughs> their words are just the way they talk is amazing um but y'all i'm so sad because we're already at the end of the episode. That went by so fast. Um, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, who listened to this episode. Um, just a reminder, we talked about, like, our experiences being first-gen um, Latinas, going to college, and just attending higher education. Um, I just want to remind everyone to follow the podcast, um, Patia Sofia Hermana, and our Instagram at UCLA under, underscore HAU. Um, to get notified when we post a new episode and just to get notified about any events regarding hermanas um and if y'all want us to talk about specific topics like you know leave a comment on our instagram post um so yeah that's it but i do want to end with like a little fun note because i know um we talked about like emotional stuff today so um the way i want to end these podcast episodes is by asking our guests to give us like a song recommendation or maybe like a netflix show recommendation podcast or even like a piece of advice or even a favorite meme or TikTok, you know? Um, so Brenda, listen, you wanna share something before we um, end the podcast? Yeah, so I'll share just like one of my favorite quotes um, that was said to me by my uh, high school counselor. Um, he doesn't know that I honestly, I repeat this to myself uh, pretty constant, but it's, uh, you won't go the wrong path. And even if you do, you'll make the best of it. Um, it feels just so reassuring that it's okay for me to make my mistakes. It's okay. It's like, it's a learning moment. Um, but it also feels like it gives me that, uh, that emotion where I can make the mistakes. It's okay. It basically, yeah, like it's okay to make mistakes. I just want to reiterate that, um, no matter what, that's just life you cannot be perfect um and it comes with those ups and downs we're supposed to learn one way or another um so we cannot be expected to like continuously produce like perfect results um but yeah that's that's it for my end um yeah <laughs> yes period i also just want to heavily emphasize to all of you listening out there you do belong here you are more than worthy and capable of everything that you set your mind to um so you know 
although it's not easy like no one ever said it was going to be easy um so you know just keep pushing forward y'all got this i'm sure you're almost there um it's just you know that period in our lives and we're doing this for the better of our communities and ourselves um so just remember that um and song recommendation because y'all i love music um i am literally obsessed with um Givon's recent uh release um it's called for tonight bro i'm like y'all may think it's sad if you listen to it but (laughs) i literally i love that song so much like that is my current obsession um but yeah uh just want to yeah i'm like thank you for having us today marisol um this was a lot of fun yeah i honestly really enjoyed it um and thank you to anyone who's listening um one final note that i just wanted to say is to kind of follow up on what Alyssa mentioned it's not easy being trailblazers like for a lot of us we are first gen um so remember that like you're probably the first to go um and even if you had older siblings who went it's still the first time that you're in college um so whatever emotions you have coming your way they are validated and if you ever want personal cheerleaders Alyssa and I are more than happy to be there for you (laughs) yes our motivational speaker career with you (laughs) Brenda and I live for this y'all like that speakers <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so thank you everyone for listening and shout out to all the hermanas once an hermana always an hermana and thank you Alyssa and Brenda for being here so tune in in two weeks um because uh these episodes come out bi-weekly but um yeah so happy week three because this episode's coming out during week three and y'all got this we're like I can't do math like one third <laughs> in a quarter. <laughs> I can't do math. Um, but yeah.